a very warm welcome to our Whispers of the Soul podcast, where we host conscious conversations with a spiritual and soulful twist. We and our guest speakers talk about life-changing events orchestrated from our soul, so that we can raise the profile of our quieter and more softer voice that comes from our intuition. So stay with us for your next soul download. Whispers of the soul. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Whispers of the Soul. I'm Sally. And I'm Sibby. And um, we're very excited today. We are joined by another wonderful guest. They just keep rolling in, rolling up. Very lucky, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) We've we've got Bookso joining us uh, today. And um, before we we start chatting to the wonderful Bookso, I just want to give you listeners a little bit of an intro. Um, about Bookso. Um, So she's known as an international and motivational speaker, host and author, who also mentors and coaches those spiritual entrepreneurs amongst us to develop powerful and effective solutions in creating sustainable businesses without sacrificing their core values, which I think is so important Um, Mm. and uh, just a real key thing to pick up there. Um, Bookso's massively intuitive and through her intuitive guidance she helps clients to achieve their goals and create successful sustainable fulfilling businesses that align with their spiritual values and beliefs without compromising their integrity um so yeah you've seen books so in many different places obviously if you're listening to this on the podcast you won't know what she looks like (laughs) (laughs) she's rather gorgeous um you've seen her in lots of soaps and various different things on tv um having gone into the world of acting at 37 in more recent years bookso has expanded this creative side by diving deeply into her real passion as a speaker which she's awesome at from the stage she shares her energy and wisdom gained from her own awakening in 2020 which we will ask her about Mm. her mission to reveal the diamond in you a very, very warm welcome, Book So. Yeah, thank you, Sally. Thank you, Savi. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And it's a long time coming, isn't it? Yes. yes. We're here, finally. Yes, <laughs> we've made it happen. And I'm so pleased we have because <clears throat> I know that our listeners will just, yeah, be really riveted by what we're going to get into because it's you. I have no doubt it's going to be juicy. <laughs> it's going to be juicy. Like? It's going to be good. Um, <laughs> but um, I just wondered actually just on that little bit towards the end, obviously about you mentioning about that awakening in 2020. I wonder if that might be a good place to start. I mean, I know there's so much that, that's gone on in your life before that point, but for people listening, you know, I think that so many are identifying with some kind of an awakening process that they're having and experiencing within themselves happens. It's very personal and subjective for each person, but I wonder if you could share a little bit about what your experience has been with that. Yes. I I think that's, it is actually a good point to start from because it almost seems like before all of that, I was, it was just irrelevant really to the, to now knowing what the actual truth is about being uh, a soul and a spirit having this human experience right so 2020 january my dad passed and um he'd been ill for a few years but then got better got worse got better got worse and he ended up on dialysis for three months and then he it didn't work out for him so he passed away we didn't have a great relationship and so i married out in a nutshell i married outside of my culture 
I am a British Indian, a second generation born here in the UK to um, Indian immigrants, first generation Indian immigrants, middle child of six. And I'd always kind of never towed the line as what was expected of me. So marrying out of my culture really shouldn't have come as a surprise to them, to be honest. And from that, 25 years that's been since that happened, relationship wasn't great. And we know we all have dysfunction in our families, mm -hmm. um, which was there anyway. But we had then another layer that I had to deal with. So I had to grieve for the first yeah. time 25 years ago to uh, losing something that wasn't dead, but was no longer in my life, at a part of my life. So when he passed and I actually was grieving him again for the second time, it brought about a cataclysmic, I can only describe it as that, a cataclysmic yeah. change within me and who I became. And what I know for sure as a direct result of that uh, is that my spiritual awakening happened and I became the real version, the true version mm -hmm. of who I actually came into this earth as before mm -hmm. uh, life and trauma and other people's expectations and whatnot changed me and molded me into something else because that's what invariably happens. And our only job that we have by coming to this planet is to remember who the hell we are we just don't know that because we are so erased mm. yeah that's just so massive the, yeah. rem the remembering of because oh. you know people talk about life you know being like a school and all these lessons and whilst there may be some lessons it really is about the remembering isn't it that's that's it and I didn't know what that even meant you know just remember who you are and it's like what you know <laughs> you just don't get it do you so when you when you're in your own little 3d world in life Mm -hmm. There were so many things I didn't get. You know, I, did, I read the Celestial Prophecy 12 years ago, couldn't get into it, read it again six years later, got the message. Mm. And you know something, people are very quick to write things off because yes. they don't get it. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that's way above my bloody mind. I can't think about what you're talking about, all this woo-woo stuff. And they're very quick to shut it down. Mm. But if we remain more open, which is what I became, massively open, surrender, woo! <laughs> Didn't even know what that word meant until this last three years. I've been living in masculine energy all my life. I think from a teenager, but notably from 30 years. Masculine energy, just to do, 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 to survive in order to just function. Because losing all my family meant I was now alone on this dark path, this dark road of uh, nothingness. Mm -hmm. And I was just a little pinball in a machine being shunted from pillar to post, reactive we're always reacting to life. We don't realize that actually we are creating it. And all of this revelation came to me over the last three years. You know, I went into a spiritual practitioner program for 360 hours to uh, go through the um, school of thought, new thought school of thought, you know, Emerson and theological stuff and philosophy and looked into that into greater detail to really find out what this is all about. Mm. And it's all very good talking about trauma. I mean, Gabor Mate is amazing the way he describes trauma and how it affects our life. But I was never going to be somebody that took responsibility for that before my dad passed. It was like, and it was always other people. It wasn't me. And this taking responsibility has been the biggest lesson and ownership for every part of my life that I've created due to the thoughts and feelings I have had that have created an action that I took. And that's that interesting dynamic, isn't it, with the actually realizing that you are a creator? Because it, it. for me, when I was going through that process and setting up the creative you, <laughs> mm. um, when I was going through that, I thought, oh, crap, that means I'm quite accountable here. That, that, and it's so easy to slip into that place of 
self-blame, judgment, you know, the, uh, kind of victim. guilt, shame, victim, all of that. Mm. It could, yeah. Shadow really can try and come up quite ferociously. And it's really mm. difficult for me. It was very much about a softening, learning more compassion, being kind towards myself, trying to understand why and, and coming at it from that angle. So the shadows wasn't as aggressive. Yeah. Um, but it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you're like, well, if I know I can create my life, great, let's go. And on the other hand, then you've got all the other stuff that you've already created that you're like. Correct. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And it required that total dissolution of the old self. And when I talk about, I always think, because when, I, when I, my dad was cremated, so when I saw the coffin going into the chamber to be cremated, I was like, wow, so this is where people make diamonds out of their ashes. I wonder how that happens. Give it a bit of a search. Oh, we have up to three grams of carbon in our bones when we die. And in a laboratory, over 10 months, that carbon is um, created into more of something, 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 something that becomes the diamond wow. that you get to wear around the neck. And I thought, but why do we have to die in order to shine? Why are we waiting to die to get put into a diamond to shine around somebody else's neck. Why aren't we just doing it now? Why don't we reveal through the healing, reveal the many facets of who we are mm. and embody what that is mm. and shine and blind people with your brilliance unapologetically? Because guess what? I don't know if I'm here next week. Mm. You know, when I hear people talking like my husband's like, you know, he has a bit of a he's steady Eddie is my husband. And that's great because I need that in my life. But he talks about, oh, you know, pension and, you know, what you're going to do with this and you, you haven't really got pension sorted. I'm like, darling, where's it written in your pension? Is it written in guilt, gold or something, guaranteed that you get to survive to see that and that you get to live long enough to enjoy that retirement money? Because mm -hmm. if that's written somewhere in specific ink that I need to get a hold of, then show me because I'll go and get that. Mm -hmm. When that's yeah. written in something that gives me the guarantee, because at this moment in time, all I know for sure is that every single one of us is going to die. We don't know when. Yeah. Fact. That's a fact. Yeah. You can take that True to fact. The yeah. True fact. Yeah. I don't need to be a scientist. I don't need to be a doctor. I don't need to be qualified, you know, academically to know that mm. because it's a fact. It's a universal law, right? Mm. Things have to go through phase and come through birth and death. And for me, I've never got, I've got, I've, I've gotten in bed with that conversation so much that I've created my Facebook group, Dying to Shine, where I invite people to come in, be in a safe space where you could talk about loss, not necessarily of a loved one. I lost my identity. I didn't even know who I was anymore. It's like I don't want to do acting anymore. Why is that? Oh, because you've been living your life proving yourself to your dad. He's not here anymore. Oh, oh my gosh, who does that make me now? What does that mean? I now can be. Oh, you can still be whatever you want to be, Boxer, but now you've got this new knowledge. Now what are you going to do? Mm. And it's like, oh, my God, no, the responsibility of that knowledge that I now have and the connection and the, you know, the deep connection that I have to the self mm. is like, oh, the responsibility of that is like, oh, where am I coming from? Because it can't be ego. And ego has been stripped. You know, mm. it's literally yeah. I've got about five percent. I've got to function in this 3D world. Right. Yeah. I've got to be able to yeah. get on with Absolutely. the idiots that we are surrounded by. Okay, <laughs> That's a fact. So I've got to be able to be a bit of a, a human now and again but the majority of the time it's operating from a place of love primarily for myself because i spent years just beating myself up like you say sally the judgment well you wanted this life book so suck it up buttercup get on with it ask mm -hmm. for help why 
you know, they're only going to turn you back on you. And this is my belief. So yeah. I never asked for help. And so now I've made it my mission to be, because I had nobody in my life to help me, perceivedly so. If I'd asked somebody, I'm sure I would have got the help. But I didn't know I could, you know. And I just got my head down, masculine energy, survive. Oh, we've got twins. Great. Give me the twins. I'm one of six, but I've got nobody around me. But give me the twins. And I saw it as a bit of a, you know, for whatever, it might be a trigger point here, but I might saw it as a bit of a, a cross to bear. Like, why? Why have you given it to me why me i've got nobody i have no support network i've got a 60 year old mother-in-law who's just retired and wants to enjoy her retirement and now you're giving me twins i'm gonna have to ask her to help me ask her to help me oh my god that sentence Mm. asking anybody to help me vulnerability wasn't even in my diet you know dialogue if i'd have had to play a character that required to show vulnerability i would have had to google what that looks like Mm. you know what does what does a vulnerability look like what does it look you know it's mad when I think back, that I didn't know what I didn't know. And it's like, let me help other people to get to this place before I got to it at 50, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, let me be that nobody for you, that I had nobody. Let me be that nobody for you, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Because going through stuff alone is no fun. It was hard. Mm-hmm. I found out. When people say find out the hard way, I chose the hard way. It's like I couldn't do any other way. That was too easy. Can't can't be that simple. I've got to go through the ringer to feel something and achieve something. And when you are entrenched mm. in that sort of vibration your whole life, mm. you don't realize there's an alternative. It doesn't have to be painful, box out. It doesn't have to hurt yeah. what you go through. It doesn't have to be so tough. You know, and my body shut down. My rheumatoid went through the roof. I couldn't, I lost my voice for six weeks. It's slowly every day. Uh, April, April the 5th. That's the only date I really remember in life these days. I can't remember anything. Um, <laughs> Last week, what did I do last week? Let me have a diary. Yeah, I don't know. Yesterday, I even have to look at what I did yesterday. But this is what happens, I think, as we get older. Yeah. We just discard the information that doesn't make an impact. It doesn't yeah. matter. We don't need to keep it, do we? Yeah. We don't need to keep that. And the amount of people that have taken offense in their life because I've forgotten when their child's birthday was or how long they've been married. I'm like, are you kidding me? You want me to keep that information in my head? And if I don't, the meaning you give it is that I don't care about you anymore what yeah Yeah. and you know the people do this in life they give a meaning to something they make it about themselves i always made it about myself you know when i was on set imposter syndrome low self-esteem didn't value myself the director would say cut and i'd be like see because did i do something was that was that because i did something i did something wrong then Mm. and they're like no they'll tell you when it's you and i used to just you know i cringe when I think about that version of me and I'm like, you know, I just want to give her a hug and a kiss and I do, you know, because it's like, nah, man, you didn't have anybody. You didn't have anybody to count on. You didn't think, you know, and I, I, I really... just know people need to start. Go ahead. Sorry. Sim. No, I was just going to say I can really identify with that. Always thinking you've done something wrong because I, I used to have really bad anxiety over that scenario you know and and when I look I look at it now and I, and I even at the time I knew it couldn't be that I wasn't at the center of the world you know what I mean yes. like, I was, you know even then I knew but I couldn't I couldn't sort of get out of that that idea that I'd done something wrong or I'd upset somebody or mm. was it me you know yeah it's, it's really it's really difficult it, I mean it's so freeing to step oh out my god of that, isn't it liberation that I feel is I mean from going you know because you you look through this little hole like that you know like this is what the world is it's just here and then when you expand your consciousness to take in all of the cosmos it's like 
I'm literally a nobody. I'm literally yeah. nobody. And this that's wonderful. Tiny dot. It's wonderful to be known. To be known. This is a grain of sand when they talk about saying that there's planets out there and, and galaxies that every grain of sand represents. I'm like, what? Yeah. My head is blown. I'm like, the mm. sun is 50, you know, 50 million miles away or whatever it is, 90 million miles away. And it's like, what even is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and when you start to yeah. think that expansively, you you just don't have time for this bull no. crap that's going on right here now. We in in the group that we do, um, there was a there was a fa- you know I was kind of googling facts, and it said something about our DNA. If you stretched our DNA out, it would circle the sun and back to the Earth twice. Yeah, there was that. Much. I mean, and in terms <laughs> of kind of gigabytes or potential of memory, it goes back. I think it was like 13.5 billion years or something around what we would or scientists would call the Big, the big Bang. Bang. Yeah, that, yes, the yes. potential that our DNA can hold in terms of memory. Mm. Do you know what? People have no clue at the enormity of what they are. Mm. And what I've now learned in this last three years that I can never unknow, I'm irrevocably changed. And I talk about saying it in my talks when I do them uh, and say that there's a part of me that opened up and I had all these questions coming up after my dad's death. I was like, I've been in this environment 30 years. I've been to psychic fairs since I was 19, 20. I get what happens to us after we die, why I've got all these questions. And it's like, I couldn't explain. It's like, there's another depth to me. There's more. Mm-hmm. And I always say it's the Mariana Trench of my soul. You know, the Mariana Trench is the deepest part of the South Pacific Ocean. You know, if Everest was at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, it would still be two kilometers short of the surface of right. the water. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. When I say that, yeah. I cannot, that's how easy it is to me to explain where I've been when I talk about the depths. And as a coach, a mentor, energy healer, you can only take your clients where you've been to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Why would you not want to do that as somebody who's in this field? Mm. Why would you not want to go to the depths? There's so many unhealed healers out there. There's mm. so many uncoached coaches that think they've arrived at their point and they're here. No judgment, it's an observation. And people say, well, that sounds judgy book. So this is an aside now. Judgment is backed by an emotion. In your body, you'll feel something when you're saying the thing. Mm. I feel nothing when I say this. Mm. I have no attachment to what I've just said. It's a fact. There are people out there that are teaching and healing and shouldn't be. Mm. And I nearly put a swear word in there. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear. (laughs) Am I I allowed to swear? You're allowed to swear, yes. You are allowed to swear. You know, because this is it. They shouldn't be out there. And people will say, you're judging them books. I'm not. I'm observing it. I am the observer. I've become so much the observer in my own life that I wonder, you know, this is just a game. What Mm -hmm. we've got out here is like you getting up and going to work. No judgment. Nine to five. Coming back. Looking for the weekend. Looking forward to that two weeks you get to go away every year, which I was that person, by the way. And you think you're living your life and it's like, what? This is a game Mm -hmm. you're playing. This is the Truman Show. It's so true about that film. I love yeah, that film. Oh, oh yeah, my gosh. Absolutely. There's so many parallels to mm. what people are awakening to now and understanding, particularly about the world, the collective. You know, oh. I mean, it, there's so many levels to it. And I don't know if you, your experience is the same, but for me, particularly when you were talking about expanding consciousness, for me, it's like it, I can feel that happen and then I have to plateau a bit because I'm catching up. But when when you're having that experience, it's like, it's like a, it's like snowballs. You you can't stop the momentum once you've seen and you can't unsee. Yeah. You just continue to see more and more and more yeah. until you're like, <laughs> honestly, oh, and, my God. How- and you know what ends up being the biggest problem for me 
what ends up being the biggest issue for me, and I, this is a lesson I've got to learn, and I know this about myself, and I understand this about myself, so I'm being kind to myself when I do have these thoughts and feelings. And it, it's it's knowing that I, because I, I've tried to, I would try to change people. I would try to get them to see my point of view, see what I'm talking about. You will know that I'm right. And it wasn't that. It's like I, I'm just sat there in fascination. Mm. Isn't that interesting? I'm fascinated now by what I see in other people who choose to remain closed. Yeah. And you can only become the embodiment of what it is that you wish other people would seek for themselves mm-hmm. and how they feel when they see you and when they hear you speak. It's like you want them to feel something that makes them think, I want to, I want to do, I want to feel the way she's feeling. I, I, mm-hmm. I like the way I feel. I want some of that. Mm-hmm. How do I become that? Not how do I think this way or be that way or be more confident book. So it's so easy for you. You, you know, you can't know confidence. Doesn't something I was born in my DNA with. It was came from action that I took of being uncomfortable, being on my own for years. What are you prepared to sacrifice? People are not prepared to sacrifice shit. They just still want to have the same life and the same sort of um, way of being and thinking and that good stuff as well that comes of being tapped into spiritual. No, uh, you don't get to do all that. Mm. It's not about saying I can't have it all. I don't mean that. You don't get to be a dick and then be spiritual. You've got to own up to your shit. (laughs) Own up to the stuff that you're saying yes to when your body's saying a hell no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why did you come here? Oh, because they wanted me. She wanted me to. And, you know, I've been trying to meditate and stuff. So stop right there. And I'm, I know I'm being impatient, but I will turn people away who feel they want to work with me or be in my space. Not because I think I'm all that and a bag of shit. It's because I think and I know and I feel and I see they're not committed to the journey. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, who are you? So who are you to judge? You're not God. Who are you to get to decide? I'll tell you who I am. I'm somebody who values my bloody time. Mm. I don't want your money just mm. for the sake of having your money. I value my time. Mm. I'm never, my dad was 74 when he passed, which means if I live long enough to reach that age, I've got 24 years left on this planet. 25 years I've had my husband have just flown. It yeah. felt like yeah. I was going through the quagmire and treacle at the time in certain scenarios. But when I look back now on reflection, it's like, where the fuck has that time gone? My kids are 21. What? Yeah. And I still feel like I'm 30 in my head and my, you know, my mind. I still, Oh my God, I get to do this properly. Yay. I'm so excited. It's like, oh my God, I get to do this properly. I, I can see now. I get it. I've been, the, the, the frost has been cleared. It's like, hello, this is what I get to do now. And that has made me feel like, oh, what do I do first? Yeah. And I love that you've brought, like, sorry, I'm just, uh, there's so much whizzing around in my head because <laughs> I, can I feel love, it yeah, here. can you feel it? I'm like, oh, oh because I love that. Um, because I, well, I run a spiritual book club, right? So I love that you mentioned the Celestine Prophecy, for one, mm. because we we re- many of us reread that, having read it a long time ago, and mm. a, a, got, you know, so much more from it. But we're also at the moment reading Conversations with God. And um, oh. I don't know if you've, if you've read that, but... Long time whole, ago. Yeah, right. So the whole thing of remembering and the fact that we're all parts of God... And we choose, I, I love this premise in the book that, that we, when we come on to, into our physical incarnation, we choose to forget that we're part of God. So we spend our lives remembering and choosing um, who we are by finding out who we're not, which I, yes. I really love that concept. Because you know? we've been told who we are by school, mm. uh, society, your parents with their own effed up 
uh, trauma that they don't know they've got. Yeah. And you start to make your own beliefs of that. Okay, declaration there, declaration there. Oh, people who love you knock you about. All oh, right, okay. People who uh, take care of you um, actually don't like you much. Uh, you know, you make all the declarations as a mm. child, yeah. which invariably we are all are. We're all eight-year-olds running around in these adult suits, right? And if, you're <laughs> other, if, we look, if we looked at each other... I wish other, I felt like an eight-year-old at times. <laughs> you know? If you look at each other and, you know, if you've been met with some conflict, just imagine them as an eight-year-old saying this and you will receive that info so differently and deliver your return so differently as well. And it's that taking responsibility in that moment. It's that responsibility for what you're about to say. Mm. And I know I've lost the plot a couple of times still with my kids and how I've spoken to them. But do you know the difference now, which I never did because I never saw it? I say sorry. Yeah. I never saw, you know, um, after conflict in the house, I never saw my dad saying sorry to my mum. I never saw sorry. So I didn't do mm-hmm. it because I didn't know it was a thing. I never heard sorry. I never heard I love you. But interestingly, I chose to say I love you to my kids every second of the day as mm. they were growing up, even now. Yeah. yeah. Interesting how I chose to say I love you that I never heard, but I didn't choose to say I'm sorry that mm-hmm. I also never heard. Mm. So it's still a choice that you make. And you're making them choices because your thoughts are steering the ship. And if your subconscious doesn't switch off, it's 24-7, 365, then you need to fix that ship because yeah. that's just going to take the ship wherever it needs to take. And if it's taking you through choppy waters, you might want to have a word of the captain, you mm-hmm. know, because what is he telling them people in the bloody, you know, in the rowing area down below, below deck? What is he? What information is he feeding them? Because mm-hmm. they're yeah. just doing what they're told. And that's yeah. where that idea of being more conscious comes in, mm. isn't it? And or, yeah. or having an awareness or however you want to call it. But like on yeah. our little podcast, we put creating conscious conversations because we want to try and have bring that consciousness and that awareness to what we're saying. And, and it is so easy to default or become automated or habitualize things. Oh. And you lo- mm. lose that link, that ability to you know, and, and the the word intention for me is is always been huge with my healing work because if I've not got the intentions right, there's no point in me trying to do mm-hmm. any healing work. Um, so it's that kind of like you were saying in that analogy, it's that getting that really underneath what's happening at that level. Are you connected? Are you even in charge? Which yeah. for most of us, yeah. the answer is uh, no. No, because <laughs> they <today. laughs> you're yeah. running on you're, a lot of the time. You're running on your just your habitual. Mm. behaviors aren't you without well the thoughts that go on our minds are to talk about it you know 90 percent of them are the same and if you're having some people say sixty thousand thoughts a day now it's five thousand thoughts a day whatever few too many thousand irrespective if they're the same thoughts 90 percent of them what are you doing about it yeah you know stop being a slave stop being dragged around by your emotions yeah because you get to change that yeah, but books are you know can't we just get to the end bit you know no (laughs) because by going through the bit which mm-hmm. I will tell you for a fact, that's where the beauty of the learning happens. It's like, oh, my God, they, why would you want to miss out on the revelations yeah. from ah, unearthing the diamond within? And I talk about this because when I reflected on, you know, becoming a diamond and going around somebody's neck when you die, unearth the diamond within yourself. Reveal those facets of yourself that you're ashamed of, that mm. you judge, that you pity, that you think uh, nobody wants to see that. Because even if it is your shadow, you've got to have the shadow and the light, because the one can't exist without the other. Yeah. You don't know that light exists if there wasn't darkness. Exactly. Yeah. You know? exactly. You which is... know there was a thing called light. And that, that's what I love 
with the parallel with that book that I was mentioning because mm. it 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 that's it, you've got to have the the opposite you've got to have the opposing force haven't you otherwise you don't mm. know you don't Correct. know the light is you, yeah yeah so when people say they've had a lot of crap to deal with how amazing is that now that you get to measure it up against something good when it turns up yeah. you know the universal law of polarity mm. has to exist mm. why is there so much poverty in the world books because there is so much wealth Mm, yeah. why you know north pole south pole we have to have opposites you know it's a universal law so if you continually take 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 guess what the universe is going to take yeah you're going to have to give back at some point and if yeah. you don't do it uh, voluntarily or yeah. through gratitude and recognition the universe will take it back mm. you know mm. and this is why people have to recognize that you're creating your life every step of the way so how about we slip the tide and flip the switch on it and start to bring in the positive by recognizing your thoughts that you're having because at yeah. the moment it's just perpetuating through, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And I wanted to ask you, but so in terms, you know, when you're doing your speaking events and, and things like that, what um, topic-wise, what do you feel really lit up? I mean, obviously some of what we've been talking about already, but is there something oh. that you just really find, oh, I love talking about this topic or I love having this. Do you know what I... Do you know what I really wish I could do? And I've yet to practice it, so I might need to do that. And I, but the invariably what happens is the audience don't want to speak because they are scared of judgment, because people that come to these spaces and places invariably are troubled, right? So I've got to recognise my audience and know that. But I don't like to, I've been so controlling in my life of things that I've gone to the other side of the scale now where I'm just so in flow. It's like, whatever you need me to speak about today, just pass that through. I'm not attached to anything in specific, uh, specifically. Yeah. And I always say that I'd like to start a conversation with a question. Has anybody got a question that they'd like to know the truth about? Mm. Not my truth, absolute truth. Because mm-hmm. I'm now in a space where I can speak about something that's not about my relative truth, mm-hmm. that's uh, changing from day to day based on how I feel. It's the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. My energy yeah. can't be destroyed. That's not up for discussion. That's not going to change because I woke up in a bad mood. You know, that's the goddamn absolute truth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. that's what it is. There are certain things in life down on universal law that are not up for discussion. So, and I channel that when yeah. people ask me the question. I'm not coming from what I think about you and what I'm picking up on you, and I know this. What I know for sure is, and then that gives, and you can tell the difference in when somebody gives you an opinion from trauma based on what they're still hanging on to in their body and from something that is a clear, pure channel of truth. Mm. you know so for the topic i will always talk about death because people don't talk about it enough in my opinion you know i will happily talk about life no longer being something that we can say is guaranteed for each and everyone nobody wants to talk about it don't get me wrong when i was 25 i didn't give a shit either and i know there's a lot of people out there that thinking that's gonna happen god knows down the line but no you know we need to stop being so ignorant about stuff and really this stuff that's happening in the world it's happening for us, mm. right? There's so mm. many people that are head up with what's going on in Israel and, and stuff like this, and I'm not going to get political. But what I will say is, what is the energy that you're perpetuating in your little circle? Because that is magnified. What is the intention behind the conversation you're having about it? Is it one of fear? Because you just sent waves. You just sent all them waves over there because you're giving them more of it. How about mm. we just talk about what it would be like to see Israel in peace and Palestine in peace what would that look like yeah yeah I totally agree it's funny I wrote a poem the other day 
with that vibe you know just generally just a raising uh, that that's what I feel I'm kind of channeling and have been for a while is just this rather than focusing on the horror and the war you know because I think there's been a lot of war energy in our history hasn't there and we're yeah. like a blip in the ocean aren't we the human race yeah. but you know and, uh, and the mainstream pick up on that and, and that's what that, they pick up on and I feel like if I'm putting out there just even if it's only got three views or whatever a, you know a poem that's come from a space of like you're saying like a peace truth a peaceful yeah. world yeah an, an earth nation that's what it was called mm-hmm. most. and and that seems to be how that how I my, I guess that's how I'm speaking my truth that is through poetry but I love I love that that what you're saying about about that because and also what you said before about sort of being um fascinated or curious about about um about everything rather yeah. than taking um being triggered by it I suppose is the yeah and you know that I make it sound easy and it's not easy and I will take you know there's a caveat with that that I can only do that now I've done the trauma work yeah and I have released some serious shit and some deep stuff that's come from the depths of my gut do you know what I mean from where it's come from in the racks and the sobs and the crying that I've done it's had no tears it was mad you know the 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 latest release I had about six months ago which has really brought about the light you know Mm. when you think about we are light beings and we're only able to emit light when there is no uh, density and you have to shift that density so you can really shine brightly and allow your 50 trillion cells to take in the light codes that are coming from the sun right so you can beam them out but i'm just going to go off on a tangent here a little bit because we talk about the programming that is happening with mainstream media and stuff like that and today i was having a conversation with somebody this morning about um alison hammond right she's been put on this pedestal now the media have decided She's the woman of the moment, right? She's going to put, she needs to have an MBE. She should have an MBE. This is what's been spouted off now from the mainstream media. And you watch how many people are out there. I mean, you might not mix with them people, but how many people in their social media will start to say the same thing? Mm. They don't really mean it. They didn't think it before the media told them. Mm. They didn't think she deserves an MBE, right? So people need to get more aware of the shit that they're taking in and spouting off. Oh, isn't she great? Isn't she fab? I'll tell you now. Oh, she's not an energetic match to the vibrancy and the vibrational frequency that's required to take on a role like that and the mm. responsibility that comes with that. Mm. And this is what a lot of people are doing in life. They're taking on roles in life through ego mm. and they're not a vibrational match to the mm. frequency that's required to carry the weight of that responsibility. Yeah. yeah. It's our responsibility to become a vibrational match to it. You don't just get the accolade of being CEO of a company and step into the role and, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, thank you, 600 grand a year, no, 1.2 million a year, <laughs> you know, all of this. And it's like, it goes to shit. You're drinking, you're taking drugs to cope and function in that environment because you can't admit you're not a vibrational match to that job. Yeah, yeah. You just took the money, didn't you? You sold your soul to the devil. And how many people are doing this in life, in relationships? Because it looks good and, like, you know, I've got myself a fella and, like, yeah. And I've been waiting, like, six years. It's like a long time coming into yeah, he knocks me about a bit, but you know, no, they won't tell you that mm. because that that's not what they want you to see. Yeah. And there's too many of us living behind. And I'm done with that. Yeah. And I'm done with it. You know, I haven't yeah. come this far to only come this far now. I'm balls deep in this world. And if that bores people in conversation, I can't have surface level conversations. I'm not no. gonna go out and talk no. with you. I've always been pretty rubbish at surface level conversations. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going out for a coffee. We're not meeting. No, we're not meeting up no. for a coffee because it'll be shit, and you'll be talking shit. <laughs> I'll sit there 
and listen to you talk shit and say nothing because you know what? What's the point? I'm just you're not going to change, are you? No, no more of that. You know what? You are a breath of fresh air. So I I read something on them. Oh God, I wish I could remember exactly, but it was somebody put something about networking. And it was like an honest, an honest <laughs> approach to networking. It was like something like, I've got about 30 minutes of intelligent conversation in me and then it'll all go to shit. So why don't we just go <laughs> for a pint somewhere? Do you know what I mean? And I just, yeah. that's, cause that's. And people kind of, want that. Yeah. Do you know what? Authenticity, yeah. I put a post that authenticity is the superpower. It really is because it's fucking hard work yeah. to maintain authenticity <laughs> when you're surrounded by just madness. And yeah. you end up being the problem then. They want to make you wrong. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, she's a bit more. Oh, here she is. There's trouble. <laughs> they want to label you because then they feel safe because they've just said something about you and they've let the room know that they know you. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Anybody who's got an issue with me will come to this person thereafter and say, all right, so how do you know and what she knows? They won't ask me because no. this person's already decided for everybody who I am. Mm. I'm a trouble. Yes. I'm trouble. Yeah. And yeah. I shut that down. It's like, no, no. That was three years ago, not that person now. So sorry to disappoint you on that one. Yeah. But before I used to like mess about and like, you know, fuck about and say, oh yeah, oh, make a silly noise and a stupid dance and just buy into it because I felt safe knowing that I know how this works now. We'll yeah. do this. I'll get to act like a dick for half an hour or 30 minutes or 40 minutes and then we'll just go and yeah. I'll take your business card and I'll do fuck all with it because I don't like you. But anyway, let's just play this game, shall we? And uh, I'll see you next month, yeah? You know, but that's not <laughs> it happening It is a game anymore. though, isn't it? It's a game and people don't read the tickets. So seriously, I mean, I've got a wad of these like business cards. I've done shit all with them. Just sat here, you know, because, you know, you gave me a bit and people say, have you got a business card? No. Hey, she's playing hard to get. She's playing hard to get. And it's always blokes. She's playing hard to get. I said, I'm not. I don't have a business card because let's be honest, you're going to take it home and just sit it on your desk, doing nothing with it. And we're not actually going to build a relationship. We're not going to have a Zoom call because I don't want to waste my time. If we can't get to a point where we're having a conversation of interest now, not going to happen on an hour Zoom call, is it? I'm just going to take my time. I ain't got that spare in bucket loads anymore. Yeah. My husband wants to, you know, shut me down a little bit. It's like, all right, calm down. People think you've lost the plot. I was like, I don't give a shit. This is what you're getting confused about. I'll give zero. I haven't got any to give. Do you know what I mean? And (laughs) there was a bit of a give. Do you know what I mean? There was there was possibly a time where I was going through this phase in the last three years oh my God. where I thought to myself, I'm going to lose people. I might even lose my husband along the way here. And I had a moment of hesitation in my journey of healing that I was actually crying about it to my spiritual teacher saying, what if I ascend so much vibrationally that I end up leaving people behind, you know, mm-hmm. including my husband? And she says, if he's meant to be with you, he will go with you. He'll go, mm-hmm. he'll ascend with you. And you just yeah. got to, you know, become that. And if it's too scary for him, then this is his journey. And this yeah. is the space and time and place that you've come to in your time. And that was hard, man. I really had to get to grips with that because I didn't do everything I did, lose my family, my culture, my identity, and, um, you know, whatever that was at the age of 25, up until that point, to have this last 25 years and that be it. Maybe I'm labeling myself there, but if I'm doing something, I'm doing it all. I'm doing it properly and balls deep, like I say can't do things half-heartedly and Mm. I don't want to be around people that do that not because I'm judging you but because that ain't going to work for me yeah yeah and there's something I think as well there's something about I'm I'm using the word lessons but lightly in when you're in and around people and those people that do shine you know like yourself 
And if you see people react to that or kind of retract or pull away or kind of go into a shell or even become defensive or whatever their response Mm. is, I always I've always had the belief that that's never wasted because there's been a trigger for them. And whether that whether that actually proves to be useful at that time is irrelevant because at some point it will come back and come back Mm. because it so I kind of see a lot of what you do in kind of standing in your own light and presenting yourself in that way is also it's almost like you know shining that kind of yeah I don't know how to describe it but for people to then have that response which is yes objective or personal to them but it's never wasted even if it comes across as a a negative the negative like you know triggered by you or you know they find you offensive you're a bit loud you're a bit uh you know uh, gregarious or whatever it's like oh I'm, I'm I'm I like quiet it's a bit too loud in here for me it's mm. like you might, I invite you to look into that mm. yeah. you might want to look at doing something about that there's, I am shining the light on trauma there's know? something very powerful about that and Definitely. and actually you know when we, you were talking to me about the inner diamond and I was like oh I can so relate to that because my very early experiences of kind of being on this journey started with Brandon Bays who wrote the journey who reference this inner diamond and um at the time the kids were tiny so probably about 14 years ago now but I went I ended up going to one of her workshops in London which is very rare for me to be able to do that when the kids were so little but I managed to do it and I remember listening to her and she does a lot of work about kind of going in through the layers and revealing what's behind you know because a lot of the time you have to go really deeply and she was doing that mentally emotionally physically And after the first day, like the whole day of the workshop, at the end of the day, I remember thinking, um, I remember coming away from that experience feeling agitated and a bit pissed off. And and I was like, why why am I feeling like this? And at the time I had some Oracle cards, um, had some Oracle cards and I turned the card and and I got, this is your life purpose. And I thought I'm triggered by her light. Yeah. But in my, in that instance for me, it was huge. It was massive. It was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And this is it. And this is what I try to invite people to do. It's like being triggered by being triggered by another person. I was that person. I'm not going to say I was without any of it. This is why I know what I know, because it's like I've done nothing I give people or share with people or teach people is from, um, you know, 200 books I've read. The majority is from lived experience and what I've gone through. And let me show you. This is why I created the sparkle effect. It's not a program. It's a process. It's a seven phase process. which is the acronym of SPARKLE. And I know time is short now, so I'm just going to bring it in and give this as a little message to everybody. Because if you take the S-P-A-R-K-L-E, it's all about self-awareness. Once we get to that space of self-awareness, we realize our purpose that allows us to live our life authentically and know that everything we've ever endured has built our resilience to the point where we get to know the self. In the ability to then step into the role that we have of leader in our own life and mm. become the embodiment of that, yeah. you know? So that is indeed that. what Sparkle is all about. Mm. And those seven phases is what I've gone through. I became self-aware. I, I found my purpose as a result of it. Mm. I was able to then live my life authentically, knowing that uh, all the shit I've gone through has built up the resilience within yeah. me to be that diamond. Mm-hmm. And then I've known myself now. I know who I am. And that means that I can be a leader and I can lead the way honestly, truthfully, without imposter syndrome, without all that rubbish and become the embodiment of it. So I'm not telling you what to be. I'm showing you Mm. by this is it. This is what it looks like when you are 
you know, revealing the diamond of the end. This is how it shines. This is how it, you know, without ego. Yeah. I don't feel Billy Big Bollock saying that. I do actually genuinely believe what I've just said because it's the feedback I get as well. Yeah. You know, so people can um, get in touch with me. I know you're about to ask me that and I'm speeding things along. Yes, yeah. no, that's fine. Uh, we will definitely put it in the show notes. Um, so you've got your website, haven't you? And you're on social media. Yes, booksodw.com. Everything about me is on there. I'm on social media that way as well, booksodw, on Facebook and Instagram as well, and TikTok now and again. But uh, yeah, and you can work with me. Okay. It's been well. amazing to have you. Thank it's you, ladies. so beautiful and powerful and yeah. amazing. Yeah, just thank you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll do this again one day, maybe, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Oh, we will. We will. <laughs> Thanks for listening. So if you would like to connect to us elsewhere in the multiverse, well, you can. You can find me, Sally, at thecreativeview.co.uk or on Instagram as the.creative.u. For Sibby, her website is healingrights.com and she's also on Instagram as Sibby Rights. Lots of love. See you soon.